Living the Sweet Life is a podcast intended for mature audiences only. We'll be using sexually explicit language while discussing many different adult themes. So if you're under the age of 18, please stop listening. Also, please know that our thoughts and opinions should not be taken as professional advice. We're here to answer your questions about the swinger lifestyle from newbies to longtime swingers, or if you're just curious, we hope to engage you all and to encourage a sex positive discussion. Now that we've got that out of the way, make yourself comfortable and join us in living the sweet life. Episode 31 of Living the Sweet Life. She is my beautiful, sexy co-host and wife, the lovely Trist. And he is my sexy chocolate thunder husband, Locke. Mm-hmm. And this episode is brought to you by who, baby? And this episode is being brought to you by our partners at altplayground.net. All right, guys, you've heard us talk about this plenty of times before. Alt Playground is changing the game of dating online, and you can find plenty and plenty of people that are like-minded like you that's right man and another thing that they have going on this week i swear every time we do a show it feels like all playground is releasing something new and this time we are talking about having a nice safe space to meet brand new people right because what they're offering now is the video chat service you can video chat with individuals like if you are feeling like bringing into a a sexy single into your mix or you can like we're doing right now sit down with a beautiful sexy couple you can uh, video chat with them or you can even create a nice little naughty group uh, maybe we'll have a uh, living the sweet life group one day and uh, we'll send you an invite. But yeah, I mean, like I said, APG is always coming out with some new stuff. Um, I love the video profiles. I think I talked about those last time. And also the forums where you can sit down and you can uh, be participate in any kind of like discussions on all sorts of naughty uh, naughty topics or just people curious about the lifestyle, man. So it's, everybody that's on APG, you know, you're running the gamut from uh, newbies, longtime swingers, people just curious. Uh, so, I mean, check it out, uh, make some friends and let us know what you think. So again, check out altplayground.net. Absolutely. The place, <laughs> place to be. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So now that we got that stuff out of the way, folks, we are so fortunate to have our wonderful guests, Angela and Bradford from By the By Podcast. Let's give them a round of applause, baby. A round of applause. Hey. Hello. 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 Thank you for having us. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Hey, before we get into all the fun and and craziness, uh, we're going to knock out a little bit of housekeeping. So Everybody within the sound of my voice, feel free to email us at the sweet life podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at the sweet life podcast and follow us on Twitter at sweet life pod. And if you want to go on over to Facebook and check us out at Trist Lock 
Sweet Life. And for all my beautiful sweet talkers who couldn't join us live in the suite tonight, oh, we are so sad to miss you. But feel free to check out the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, you know, all the good, all the all the big boys, you know, uh, the iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast, we are there. And uh, let's see, what else? Oh, the YouTube, right. Please be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to be uh, pumping out some videos and you can always find out when we're going live. So always feel free to check us out there, folks. Now, did I miss anything, baby? No, I think you nailed it. I think we got it. All right. We're getting good at this thing, hon. So <laughs> <laughs> before we get into any play, anytime we go out, I want to let everybody know that the first First thing I always do is check in with my beautiful wife. However, this time I'm going to toss it over to my beautiful guest. We always got to be nice and, and check in with the guests, right, baby? Yes, you don't want to be rude. That's right. That's right. We're going to be polite. <laughs> <laughs> so, Angela Bradford, how you feeling? Fantastic. Look, I'm I'm feeling great. I'm so yeah. excited to be this, part of this. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, you can't, know, can't wait to see what you have to throw at us. I, I'm kind of excited to see what you've got up your sleeve over there. Um, and I'm still, I'm gambling that you're not wearing pants. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not wearing pants, so why should you? <laughs> I'm trying to be good with YouTube, man. They, they, they've been threatening people and they've been kicking people off, you know. Mm -hmm. So if I got something swinging around, I might get kicked off. So we're trying to hang in there. Yes. <laughs> trying to keep my permissions, you know. But think about how excited we would be for those few seconds before you got kicked off. <laughs> All right, well, just hang tight. Maybe, right, maybe right, the right, Zoom, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, my beautiful queen, how are you feeling, honey? You know, I'm feeling like we have an empty nest right now. Oh, I think you just took my how you feeling. Like, do you hear that? <laughs> it's like quiet. It's like, oh, <laughs> yes. Like, it's quiet now. Like we have an empty nest. It's 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 exciting. It's going to change our lifestyle a little bit, right? It is. It is. I think so. Hopefully for the better, right? I hope so for the better. Mm -hmm. You know, we got to figure out how to enjoy this new new, mm -hmm. the new new, the new new. <laughs> so how you feeling? Me, baby. I am feeling very proud. I'm feeling proud today, right? Okay. Because we sent off a kid to college. We yes. sent off a kid to college. And like you said, we got the house to ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and tonight, I don't know if I want to have an orgy or take <laughs> a nap. Like, <laughs> it's like one like, or the other. <laughs> do I get good sleep? Right. Or do we just invite over a bunch of people and have sex? Right. I don't know. I could go either way and yeah. I'll be just as happy with mm -hmm. either one. I promise. Why not both? Nah. Why not both, right? Orgy, then nap, or nap, then orgy. orgy. Either way, I'm a happy oh. guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See, you're, you're, you're paying dividends already. We're so glad to have you guys here, man. So, so glad to have you here. All right. So, so I just want to first, before we what? get into anything, is like, thank you guys for joining us because, A, at least the sweet talkers can know you are it's actually sunday morning for you and it's saturday night for us right that's now. that's right that's right it so is we definitely appreciate you guys coming on yeah. the show and joining in yes we definitely appreciate 
being invited. Yeah, we're very excited for this. Um, and, and just to let the listeners know that we are, and the viewers, um, although we sound American, we are, but we live in Sydney, Australia. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ooh. We can't wait to get into that. I yes. need to know how that happens. So Right. And and one of our sweet talkers says, Me too. They're excited to have you guys on the show as well. That's right. So my okay. beautiful queen, are you ready to get into tonight's episode? Let's do it. Let's go. Do, 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 do. This is our little break music. Don't worry, I'll edit this out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he's like, he's like, <laughs> Yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> so professional up until there. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for hanging in there. We are ready to get into tonight's episode. Listen, listen, listen. The guests that we have here have so much going on. I mean, if you took one second to listen to their podcast, one, you'd know that they put their heart and soul into the into what they do. They share so much of who they are. And as a listener, I can say that I really, really appreciate uh, all the time and effort that they take to, uh, to just educate us and to have fun with us and to make us laugh and to get us horny. I mean, all of the above. <laughs> uh, so Angela Bradford, thank you again for joining us. Um, you guys host the By the By podcast. Um, and what makes you guys unique, just as far as on a surface level, because there's so much to you guys, is that you both are a bi uh, bisexual. Um, and we'll get into more of that. But first, I think Tris had something to ask you. To just let's talk about where we no, met. No, where we met. That was right. like, that's a question. <laughs> so, yeah, so we actually had the pleasure to meet you guys in person. It was so like, let's just shoot our shot type of thing. Cause we it were was. brand new to the podcast game, brand, brand new. Mm -hmm. And we considered you guys like veterans. Cause he was listening to you while um, we were going through our pregnancy and he would talk about it and things like that. So when we went to desire, it just was so much of a coincidence that the day we were flying in, you guys were leaving. And it was mm -hmm. kind of like, yes, it was meant to be. And you responded back to our DM. I call it the little DM because at the time we literally Aww. were like, you know, little babies trying to figure this out. Um, and then we came in, we met you guys at the bar and it was all love. I felt like we've known you guys for mm -hmm. a while at that point. <laughs> it was like, hey, how, how you doing? was that? How was that trip for you guys? Oh, the trip the, was fantastic. The trip was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I will say, it's like, I, I feel bad because we only had probably, what, seven, ten minutes to chat? Yes, it was. Yeah, because it was our, our rod was leaving and you guys had just showed up. And, yep. mm -hmm. um, but it was a great little whirlwind, though. It was, yes. yeah. It, it was really such was. A, it was such a great thing to meet you. Mm -hmm. I like. You say you're a little DM, but like the, the truth of the matter is we all start somewhere and it's yeah. all about authenticity. Um, and so like you guys, when you messaged us, it's like, these are good people. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's really important. Um, and yeah. yeah, but that, that week at desire was just, and I just got to say, um, to kind of piggyback on what you guys are saying and what Trish really, uh, alluded to was that when we met you guys, uh, and we only had about five, literally five to seven minutes to just intro. Um, what really stuck out to me, and I, I, 
just how genuine you were, how warm you were, uh, just very welcoming. I mean, you guys greeted us with hugs like we've, you know, longtime <laughs> friends we haven't seen in six years or some shit. And it was amazing. It was so warm and uh, very genuine. And I'll, it's something I'll never forget. And I really, really appreciate, you know. Maybe I say we got a little bit of the love that you were passing around to all your friends because you were about to leave. So we got a little bit of that residual, but yes. I'll take it. It felt warm. I exactly. loved it. It was great. <laughs> There's, there's plenty of love for everyone. That's right. And you guys especially. We would have hugged you like that no matter what yeah. day you, you happen to arrive on. And I believe that. And I really appreciate <laughs> it. So we're talking about how we met. So how did you two crazy kids meet? Mm-hmm. We met at work. <laughs> we met at work. You know, oh. we were <laughs> dipping our pen in the <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, yeah. We worked together and um, I was uh, going through a, a divorce and um, Angela was single and started hanging out with um, some group of friends at work. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, one thing led to another and the next thing you know, you know. Well, actually we started more as fuck buddies. Well, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's so where I was, one thing led to another. <laughs> yeah. was going, hey, you want to come in? Yeah. <laughs> so we just started out not looking for a relationship whatsoever, but just let's just have some fun. And then I guess it kind of, over time, a long time, it, it built from yeah. there. Yeah, because it's one of those things, if you have a fuck buddy, that as you, um, actually, can I say fuck buddy? You <laughs> sure yes, can. You can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what needs to be bleeped yeah. out. And for normally bleeping out on our show. Um, <laughs> you know, when you have a fuck buddy that you actually like spending time with over and over and over again, uh, that then it becomes something a little more... Uh, like oh look I actually like you and we're not having sex (laughs) yes so how long ago was that how long have you guys been together uh so we've been together eight years yeah 2012 yeah around eight years so yeah and then uh I guess it was not it was probably about six months or so when we decided that we wanted something a little bit more and that's when we officially started dating okay and then less than a year later, we were down in Australia. We were moving to so. Australia. Oh, <laughs> less than a year later, we I were married realize. and moved to Australia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no shit. You know, if you're going to do something, you just go get, rip the Band-Aid just, off, just man. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so was that like um, just a mutual decision? Hey, fuck it. Let's go to Australia. Or was it like duty calls type of thing? Work, some shit? Uh, it was, um, a little bit of both, to be honest. We were looking at moving to San Francisco because we were living on the East Coast and we needed a different ocean to stare at. Yeah. Um, and so we were looking at moving to San Francisco because of the queer community there. Uh, and I had a job opportunity in Sydney that was a two-year commitment, and I remember looking at, you know, or texting Angela, thinking, well, this is what's going to cause us to break up, because we hadn't been dating that long, yeah. uh, and the response I got back was, I said, how do you feel about Sydney rather than San Francisco, and the response I got back was, should I put all of our shit up on Craigslist now, or wait till you actually <laughs> get the job? Yes, and I was like, win. I'm gonna marry this girl. <laughs> Absolutely, that's the proper response. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, she, she's very much one of those people that's like, let's just do it. Yeah. Wow, yeah. gung ho from the beginning. If we didn't like it, we would go back to the U.S. But at the same time, it's an adventure. It's something fun and different. And let's let's just do it. Give yeah. it a try. Kind of the, yeah. the you only live once kind yeah. of thing. Hell yeah! And how's it been? Loving Amazing. it. Amazing. Well, yes. we're, we're now citizens of Australia, yeah. so oh. that tells you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that nice. explains yeah. that. 
yeah, Sydney is home. It, it's yeah. been a very good experience for us. I would say the Australian culture in general has been very accepting and very open. Um, but then I would say Sydney in particular as a city really suits our needs. There's a, a good queer community here. Uh, there's a you know really great singers club that we love to go to, but it's just, it just really absolutely suits us. Yeah. So oh, for yes. us, it was a great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so as far as like, um, like the lifestyle is concerned, were you guys, uh, am I jumping ahead? No, that's oh, okay. why I wanted to get there too. <laughs> no. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead for uh, a minute. Okay. So you guys met at work. How did yeah. the conversation go exactly? For... <laughs> okay. Number one, I love that look in your eyes. Because <laughs> you're, you're trying to put together a story and you only have bits and pieces. I know that look. I've seen that look in people's eyes. Um, She's going to get all the tea. She's going to get all of it. <laughs> so, so how did the conversation we, go exactly? Like um, you, you were coming out of divorce. You were at work, but y'all met at work. But if you weren't like that long together, so how did the conversation no. go to say that this is what we want to do as far as mm -hmm. lifestyle? Well, so early on, Angela and a circle of friends were helping me through a breakup with a boyfriend that I was having um, after the divorce. So I'm going through the divorce. I was also dating a, a fellow at the same time. He and I were breaking up. And Angela was there with a couple other uh, female friends kind of to catch the broken Bradford as he fell. <laughs> um, and then shortly thereafter, um, you know, some of us started sleeping together um, separately. And then um, I, I knew that from the very beginning that I was one on a list for Angela. Mm -hmm. um, she had a list of, of people that would, you know, she would sleep with. And you gotta, I, have, you gotta have a roster. And That's a right. <laughs> yes, and a backup. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I, start, I started out in the farm leagues before I made it to major leagues. <laughs> Don't we all, man? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I still feel like I'm playing t-ball. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was one of those things. I also had a couple that I was playing with. And um, I talked to Angela about that. How do you feel about that? And she was like, I, that sounds great. And then um, I introduced her to that couple. Um, and then the four of us started playing together. And it was just such a great experience. And that couple actually took us to our first kind of lifestyle club. And... So they're the ones who really kind of introduced us to, I would say, the world of swinging and, and what it is. Because before uh -huh. that, Edward and I were seeing other people separately. And they were the first couple that we saw together. And it was like, okay. wow, this is a lot of fun. It's so much more fun together than it is separate. Yeah. Mm. Nice. And that kind and of... Knew... I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I was say we knew from previous relationships that we didn't really want monogamy. And like when we were having so much fun with this... And, and with having the open relationships and being kind of introducing ourselves to the swinging world, I was like, this is fun. Let's just keep doing this, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and just to touch on that too, um, I, I always laugh because there was that moment that Angela was like literally this close to breaking up with me. <laughs> and we were at this bar in, um, in, uh, in, where we're in, in North Carolina. And um, the, <laughs> I said, look, I really like you and you really like me. She's like, yeah. Like, and you know, the sex is great and our relationship is great. Yeah. It's like, I, I kind of wanted this to be more than just fuck buddies. I'd kind of like you to be my girlfriend. And she goes, okay. And I was like, I don't yeah. want to see other people. And she goes, oh, thank God. I thought you were going to be wanting to be monogamous. <laughs> <laughs> and like, she, 
I honestly think if I'd said let's be monogamous, she would have broken up with me yeah. right there and left the bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, she yes. agrees. She says yes, yes. yes. <laughs> She's like waiting. She was waiting. She's like, mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, wow. that wasn't, I knew that wasn't going to work yeah. for me. And, and fortunately, mm-hmm. it didn't work for me either. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that takes a lot of like, um, like not necessarily soul searching. Um, I guess self-awareness to know this isn't going to work and it's a risky proposition to tell someone um you know what i really care about you i like what we're doing but i want i want to bring others in um what made you feel comfortable how did you how did you feel comfortable enough to do that just took i think you know it's i think it's one of those things that when when you've been you know, like when you're with somebody who has seen you crying because your boyfriend is breaking your heart and has has seen you having sex with another woman and still <laughs> wants to you know have sex with you and has seen you going down on a guy uh you know like when you see, like it's like a wall is built of many stones kind of thing right. and i think that's what it was it was like it was was it one specific thing no but like each of us had shared such extremely intimate things mm-hmm. um that put all that together and and you've got this really strong foundation and i think i just knew that the that that's what it was mm-hmm. um and really i think the only resistance i had in, in asking her about it was societal pressure you know yeah. society says that yes. what we're doing is wrong um yeah. so you know mm-hmm. it must be wrong kind of thing and oh. yeah fortunately fortunately she feels the same way as i do and it's like <laughs> fuck society exactly yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely, man. Uh, we, I think we, we've talked about that before and all the uh, societal ner- norms that are put upon you uh, from birth, man. Like mm-hmm. you come out with a penis and it's like, okay, you like women. You, yeah. you you're a Christian. You, <laughs> you know, it's everything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of um, – with everything that's in the lifestyle uh, embedded in us is kind of like a buck the system. We're kind of rebels by nature, but, um, and you know, you guys uh, are like rock stars in the whole thing, man. Yes. So, so now that when you guys have progressed, you're together, you get married and everything um, and you play separately still at times, or do you always play together? So my time, a little bit of that. Easy for you to say. <laughs> Yeah, so we do still play separately sometimes. I would say mostly it's together, but there are still times where we'll have separate dates, whether it is with established partners or not, could be somebody new. Mm -hmm. If one of us is traveling in particular, then Mm -hmm. then we'll often see people separately. But I would say that's maybe 30% of the time. But I said maybe less. Maybe less. Anymore. In the, in the early times, it probably was because yeah. both of us were traveling a lot more mm-hmm. with work. Okay. Uh, and, but now, I mean, now yeah. in the world the way it is, I, I don't think either well, one of us have gone on a single day this year. I was going to say now, now, mm-hmm. it, we're pretty much always together when we go on dates. Um, but I can still see times where yeah. we would be separate. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And like, cause you hear other couples talk about this too. If they do play separately, um, do you have like a reconnect afterwards? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Sorry. Like- <laughs> <laughs> he like he gets excited about that part. Tell me about the reconnect. It's so funny. Like I, 
look, I understand that people have jealousy and people have envy and people have fear of missing out. I, I totally get that. Mm. What I have is, oh my God, tell me everything that happened. What worked? <laughs> what didn't work? What did you learn from this experience that we can bring into our own, our own relationship and in yes. the bedroom? And like, what can we do? And on the other side of that is I love telling her, it's like, okay, so we did this and then I did this and then we went here and like, and yeah. she loves, like, we love to talk about it. And it's kind of that, it's a bit of a humble brag kind of thing. Oh. It's oh. right, but it's also storytelling. So, yeah. so like, and Bradford's a great storyteller. So when he's telling me about a date he had or an experience he had, it's like he's taking me on that journey with him. And it's yes. fun. It's great. It really is. Yes. I got to say, again, as a podcast listener of, of your show, <laughs> I mean, there's very, very vivid details. <laughs> very good. Very excellent storytelling. Too vivid. We we want it to be, you know, it's definitely NC seventeen, but right. it's not explicit. Right. <laughs> and I did notice that. I did yeah, notice yeah, that yeah. you guys are like very careful with some details, you know. Right, right. Not like, oh Let's my God, it came all over right, <laughs> yeah, you know, right, right, right. <laughs> all over the furniture, you know. Right. But right. it's very good. So how we're Cinemax after work. <laughs> so how would you guys describe your play style? And do you still have rules? We do have rules. Um, many of, I mean, not terribly many rules. I would say always, always use protection for yeah. penetrative sex is definitely mm -hmm. number one. Uh, but then there are some as far as if we are going on a separate date, letting the other person know who you're with, where you're going to be. Makes and sense. if you change venues just to check in and say, hey, we're now going somewhere else, whatever, yeah. just mm -hmm. so we know where to find each other if needed. Um, although we do still share our locations on Google Maps, so that helps. Mm -hmm. um, but so yeah, it's just mostly about knowing where each other is. And right. I would say as far as play goes, we don't really have strong rules other than to use protection. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have had other rules in the past. I guess one of them that we've had is not to bring people home on the first date if, yeah. if it's a separate thing. Um, we've broken that, but we usually break it if we're together yeah. or if there's a conversation around it. Yes. Yeah. Nice. That makes sense. That makes, that makes perfect sense. So where are you guys meeting yeah, people? Uh, I heard you mention well, the, uh, the local swinger club. Like, that's your favorite. I know the name of it, but I'm going to let you tell the audience. <laughs> um, our secret spot is the, and, and that's the name of the club, because some people are like, well, if it's a secret, why don't you tell us? <laughs> um, our spot, uh, who we lovingly refer to as OSS, um, it, it is, it's an amazing venue. The, the owners are just fucking brilliant, wonderful human beings uh, who are completely accepting of, of the entire spectrum of the community, the, the queer, kink, um, like heteronormative. It doesn't matter what you are, you're welcome in their space. Yeah. Uh, -huh. uh, and I think that is such mm -hmm. a rare thing when it comes to swinger clubs in particular, which are most commonly um, heteronormative mm -hmm. spaces. Mm -hmm. um, but OSS very much, like they allow us to, to run parties. Um, our pendulum parties are run out of there. Um, right. And it's like, it, it's, such a, it's such a great place. So we meet people there. Um, we also meet people online through yeah. some of the adult sites. Okay. Uh, also, like APG. Yes. Like APG. Right. Oh, plug, plug. Like mm -hmm. it. <laughs> uh, uh, and... Online, and we also meet people just naturally out and about. We'll be at a bar and start talking to somebody, and yeah. you never know. It's it's amazing. Wow. I've I've often said that, um, you know, as humans, we're kind of pre-programmed to say no, mm -hmm. um, and that's a protection thing. You know, if, as long as I don't ask a question, um, I don't get hurt. And so, mm -hmm. 
And if somebody asks that question, my immediate response is, oh, no, no, no. Um, right. But like, all you have to say is yes. A world of amazing mm -hmm. can happen from a, just a couple of yeses. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Yes, yes often turns into oh, yes, oh, yes. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a t-shirt. I love it. <laughs> we, you know, we remember going to our local bar and chatting up a guy and, you know, he was traveling and like, we really got along and, you know, he's dropping hints and we're dropping hints. And the next thing you know, he's in our bedroom. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yes. Nice. So, um, I, I, I'm kind of going to dive in a little deeper into like, uh, bisexuality. I know that was like the topic and, and we're kind of like dancing around it. I hear, um, pendulum parties. Tell me a little bit about what's going down at a pendulum party. What makes this special? And you, you, and, um, how, how you, you said that OSS invites everyone in on the spectrum, please go enlighten us. So the pendulum parties, we started because in a typical swingers club, it's not very common for bi male play to be accepted. And, but there's a lot of bisexual males out there or people who want to explore and who want to like, just kind of see, is this something I'm Not really curious. interested in? Yeah. Uh -huh. And so we approached them about having a party that was specifically geared towards bisexual males and also, but still welcoming within the community and the swinger community, because a lot of times like us, you'll have a partner who has a, a male who is either bicurious or bisexual and the, the, partner wants to be there to watch, you know, and like, I would love to go to saunas and watch Bradford, but I'm not allowed into a sauna. And so we wanted something mm -hmm. that was kind of like that, where the guys can play, but we can still be allowed to watch and, and play as well. Right. And so that was kind of what we approached them about with the idea with the pendulum party is to have a safe space for, um, particularly bisexual males, but really anybody mm -hmm. to come into play and for it to be accepted. And, and for any kind of, of play that you want to do, whether mm -hmm. it is bisexual or not, but at least if you're there, you're accepting of it. You don't have to participate, but right. you have to know that you might see it and that that's okay. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and you know, it was one of those things. So the reason we call it pendulum party is because pendulums swing both ways. Mm -hmm. Right. And exactly. so we were trying to play on that, on that pun a bit, but mm -hmm. it is, it ended up being, it started out as something that was just kind of like, we wanted like exactly what Angela was talking about, where we wanted men to be able, feel safe, male body people to feel safe playing with other male body people. Um, and it's turned into this wonderful, like there are people that only come to the club on pendulum nights. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it's this wonderful, powerful thing now. Um, and it's funny because I feel I always when I talk about pendulum parties, I feel evangelical because I'm like, <laughs> you know, like let's profit a lot. Like it's, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but it is, it's something that's, it's really amazing to be in a traditional swinger space and have, you know, people of all genders there and, mm -hmm. and, and people of all sexualities there. Mm -hmm. Um, and everybody's mingling and co-mingling. And then once play starts, you know, people get into their play styles that they mm -hmm. feel most comfortable with. Yeah. And the, I would say that the pendulum parties do have a bit of a different vibe to other nights at the club and that it is a lot more relaxed it is a lot more accepting because i think everybody that's there is yes you're there to meet other people and to play with them but at the same time you know that you're going to be accepted and so there there's no kind of like oh i'm not sure i need to dance around this a little bit yeah. um you know that you're, you're going to be accepted and so it is a lot more just relaxed and accepting and that that really comes to light not just when people are mingling and talking ahead of time, but then once they actually go into the playrooms and start playing with each other, mm -hmm. you right. see that there's a lot more rapport. There's a lot more comfort and it's just a bit more natural. I yeah. feel like. 
So as far as that, that feeling of acceptance, what has that been like? Um, because you mentioned uh, prior to being together, uh, you guys were fuck buddies and uh, there was a, a, a boyfriend. You had a boyfriend in your life, uh, Bradford. Um, were, how, how, what was your acceptance like uh, then? Because I think you were still in the U.S. Um, at that time. Mm-hmm. So what was that like, um, defining who you were and being with whom you, whom you wanted to be with? That was tough, to be honest. Um, you know, it's one of those things that I think, I, I think it's interesting. You can be married to a woman for more than a decade um, and you sleep with a man once and you're gay. Uh, and I think that was, that was what I, you know, we had people saying that I was gay and I'm like, you know, I have references that say I'm not. <laughs> um, you know, not that there's anything wrong with being gay, but, you know, bisexuality is, is, is just as valid as uh, heterosexuality and homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And I think that growing up, I don't, I don't know about you all, but for us growing up, it, it was something you never heard of. Um, yeah. That's it's just, true. Yeah, it just wasn't a thing. You know, you mm-hmm. look at... Uh, movies from the 80s and 90s, and I can count on one hand the number of bisexual people I saw. They were almost always women, and they're almost always the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and that, that to me is kind of, it's depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it was, it was something that was, it was very hard to, you know, having a, a societal construct like that, it's really hard to accept yourself. Um, mm-hmm. When society tells you you're bad, no matter what you do good, you're still bad. Yeah, mm. that's how you. And, uh, you're saying that's how you would feel. Quite oh, right. I internalized that so yeah. much. Okay. Yeah, got you. Oh um, gosh, and, and you know, then also I liked sex <laughs> <laughs> with more than one gender <laughs> right. at the same time. Woo. You know, it was like laws. <laughs> So I do have a question. So, in when you guys were in the U.S. and you started your lifestyle journey. How, was it? Did you find it easy to be accepted in the lifestyle, or was it still kind of hard to like mm-hmm. find dates and things like that, or couples that would be accepting of that? Mm. So I think as far as I think it was. I mean, it's easy for us to meet people. We're both very outgoing and open people, uh, so that was easy enough. But then finding people that matched our play style and that because mm-hmm. it is. Because and the other thing is that because we're both bisexual, some people assume that play has to be, you know, with someone of the same gender, and that's not the case. Like we can still, we're not always attracted to everybody. Like anybody, you're not attracted to everyone no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the same time, if we're playing with a couple where they don't want that, that's okay. Like we can, you know, we can just do kind of a swap, and and I'll play with the male partner, and Bradford can play with the female partner. But at the same Mm -hmm. time as any kind of group play in the same space, there's going to be incidental touching. And so for us, it was like, Mm -hmm. let's make sure that everybody's at least comfortable with incidental touching in that style of play. And, and if there is going to be any kind of male, male, female, female play, then let's define the parameters around it. And I think that that was a little bit harder at first to find Mm -hmm. couples that would fit into that and we're accepting of that. And because we wanted to, you know, that's something that we do really enjoy. So we're looking for couples who want that as well. And Mm -hmm. it's not a requirement, but it is kind of like, okay, you know, you kind of rise up to the top a little bit if you're into this. Yeah, and, right. But again, it's just people that match with your play style. Uh, so that took a little bit more and still does, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that 
can't have fun with, yeah. with people along the way, you know? Yeah. Oh, no. I know you guys are having a lot mm-hmm. of fucking fun. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, again, content every week and it's always something crazy and sexy. No, you, you guys uh, <laughs> have no shortage of partners from what, uh, <laughs> what I've heard. <laughs> so it's, it's just fair to say that no matter what your play style is and lifestyle, you're still having that what we call circle of consent. Like, is what everybody's good with. Um, are you yeah. okay with this? And those types of things that was conversations happen. If everybody's good, then we move forward. If not, then it's kind of like, okay. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. I think that's absolutely key. No matter what you're looking for in the lifestyle and who you're playing with, or even what play environments you're in, because even sometimes if we have people over to the house, you know, long established partners, we didn't, we know everybody's boundaries, but it still may be, I want this kind of play tonight versus yeah. that kind of place. So there's, yeah. There's still like some conversation no matter what i think there has to be at least a little something yeah. that's right so where are all the bi- the bisexual men where are they guys where are they i mean because uh, everywhere we go we never see it like you said it's so heteronormative um but like they're you hiding. Said, they're hiding why is that please yeah. yeah you know it's it's interesting because one of the things that we noticed really early on was uh in the lifestyle it was I'm not going to say, I, I hate using the phrase frowned upon, but bisexuality, bisexual men weren't encouraged. Yeah. Let's say that. <laughs> um, almost like straight women. Mm-hmm. The assumption oh. is that all women are bisexual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've yeah. actually heard other swingers say that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all women are bi. We've heard a guy say this, that all women are bisexual. They just might not know it yet. Men are yes. born straight or gay. Wow. And I'm like... Wow. wow. Yeah, like, and clearly some men are born stupid. Um, <laughs> but it is one of those things that I think the problem is that, again, it goes back to societal expectation. Yep. Um, men act like men unless they're gay, in which they can act like women. Mm-hmm. And it's like that, that whole binary of things are either male or female mm-hmm. or straight or gay. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that's what happens is that, you know, we have as men, um, there's a societal construct that we're expected yep. to fall into and mm-hmm. we're supposed to behave in a certain way. And the second we start to break out of that, mm-hmm. you know, it, the perfect example is, you know, we've, we've met people who are drag queens, mm-hmm. but they're straight. Mm-hmm. They just like to dress up and do the performance because that's what they yeah. do. Whereas wow. yeah. most people would assume a drag queen is gay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've met some at when we because we go in DC. I'm sorry to cut you off, but we in DC we go oh, no, not at all. a fetish ball um, mm-hmm. that happens like every year. So the first time when we went to the fetish ball, we would see men dressed up not even as drag queens necessarily, they were just dressed up as women, meaning they just had on the wig and and, and everything in a dress. I think that is and, drag though, right but they weren't like they didn't have on makeup and all like they weren't done up in that way like i can clearly see that you are a a, like a male male and then their partners was kind of like the dominant person which was a woman Mm -hmm. so it's like their husband and they dressed that's just they just felt comfortable to dress up Mm -hmm. so i i get that yeah i I mean i'm sorry go ahead bradford no, I was just, I, it's just like, it's, it's something that's, that's part of the fun is like, mm-hmm. you know, is that, um, fetish balls are great, by the mm-hmm. way, you know, like, um, yeah. like we've got one that we've gone to a couple of times down here in Sydney and there's something wonderful about the, 
like what you're describing is that pageantry mm -hmm. of okay. be, going out and being something that you're not. Yes. Or being something that you're not allowed to be. Okay. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Good. I'm sure that was like a senator or some shit, you know, being in the heart of DC <laughs> and he's just like, fuck Probably. it, I just, this is me on the yes, weekends. This Bruh. is who I am right That's now. Right. <laughs> but I hope so. Why don't they vote that way? Come on. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that was the one place, honestly, that when we went, it was kind of like anything went. And mm -hmm. you we saw so many different things and, and, and nobody like blinked twice. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it definitely was like, it was very eye-opening. And mm -hmm. I got to say, I'm going to be 100% honest here. I was one of those knucklehead men growing up, believing that it was binary, you know, man, woman, straight, gay. Uh -huh. uh, but then you grow up and you learn lessons and you start to meet people. You start yep. to listen to more stories and have a better understanding of the world isn't, you know, this or that there's mm -hmm. so much thing so many things in the middle so many people on the outside or outliers or you know it's lgbtqia plus it's like everyone you know yeah. everybody has some kind of specific identity and you they need to be respected you know and even we've had these conversations with each other early on when we started in lifestyle because he was trying to classify me as being oh no no, no you're a bisexual woman i was like no i'm not right i was like there are bisexual women like that is what they identify as that's not who i am because mm -hmm. i don't want you to just go telling people that and then they come and try to talk to me or something and i'm looking at them crazy i was like <laughs> i am very situational up yeah. and down i don't mm -hmm. i don't I said, i'm not bisexual in that way at all i said and i respect people who are so i don't want to sit in front and say and claim something and claim that something not, right. that i'm not mm -hmm. So it took him a little bit to understand that. I was like, it, it, it is a thing. And then he mm -hmm. started meeting more women that said the exact same thing that I was saying, like, no, yes. it just depends on my mood at that time right. of that day. <laughs> I actually met more actually bisexual women yeah, who too. could say, you know, um, that there's a difference, that there's, there's a, difference. A, a complete difference. Uh, what would you say, Angela, is the difference between being like a, uh, um, uh, an identified bisexual versus just being like bi playful or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, I would say bi curious, maybe. Bi curious, hetero flexible. Yeah, yeah, ah, hetero flexible. Um, but I, I think, well, I think even being, and I do identify as bisexual, but I think even so, there are there's a spectrum, and there are times where I am very much more attracted to females, and then there's times that I'm not as much. And so I think it, it does depend a lot on mood, what's going on in life, just mm -hmm. kind of, there's a lot that affects it. Uh, but also in play situations, you know, like I said before, there's, I mean, I do very much enjoy playing with women, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to be attracted to every woman. And we've mm -hmm. had times where, you know, a guy will come up and be like, oh, hey, I want to watch you play with my wife. And it's like, what? I'm not into her. I'm Dance <laughs> monkey. <Yeah. laughs> oh, you, never want to be, you never want to feel like someone's yeah. just putting you on display. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's like if it happens and you want to watch, that's fine. But it, if I'm not into her, then no. Right. Oh, man. Uh, and I think I, the scale you were talking about was the Kinsey scale? Yeah. I think so, I heard you guys mention that before in your podcast. The Kinsey scale does have a few problems because it's yeah. um, it's mostly based. I mean, it was created in the early '60s, I think, mm. um, and and it is it is also just a binary scale. Really, it's yep. either zero or six, mm. um, and it doesn't take into account um, um, what you're attracted to um, romantically. So it is only mm. 
sexual sexual experiences. Oh. Um, there are other scales out there that are more three-dimensional. The gingerbread person. Um, that no, that's, gingerbread that's, person. The, that's for genders yeah. uh, and gender identity. Oh. But, um, but I guess it does also talk about what you're attracted to uh, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's that romantic because there are like, the number of men that I've met at um, like say like, like sauna that are you know happily married uh, mm-hmm. to a woman and they're not looking for romance they're just looking for physical release mm-hmm. wow um, yeah you know, they would never identify as bisexual uh, mm-hmm. even though they're having bisexual play um, See, and then no, that's so interesting to me. I'm, so, I'm so sorry yeah. to cut you off please go ahead oh, no no yeah okay no, well, my just, question you know, was Oh, we keep doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like walking down the hallway and you're like, next, which way are you going to go here, guy? <laughs> um, but my question was like, do you guys run into that very often sometimes in play uh, where a guy would, you know, on the, on the surface say, I'm straight, I'm straight, I'm straight. But then you get behind closed doors. Well, can I suck your dick? You know what yep. I mean? Yep, yeah, all the time. Really? All the time. Um, and I got to be honest, in the, in the early time, in the early days, it always frustrated me. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, now I, I sort of, you know, again, I, I sort of get it. I, I would love mm-hmm. for people to be able to be comfortable enough to say, you know, I'm bi, mm-hmm. but you know, we've done the experiments um, on the dating sites. If you put bisexual versus bi-curious, mm-hmm. the number of hits that you get from other couples mm-hmm. um, drops significantly. Mm-hmm. Really? Um, wow. And, you know, it, and the number of times that we've seen dating profiles where the male says straight, but the female says bisexual, and then the first message they say mm-hmm. that they're both bi. Like, right there, that's a problem. Um, and, yeah. you know, it becomes this self-feeding problem that, mm-hmm. you know, nobody's going to come out, but there's a plenty of bi men out there. Mm-hmm. And I think it also goes to as far as getting behind closed doors and then playing with people, and then, you know, the, the guy does want male-male play. We see that a lot, but that also can be life dependent, that maybe they can't come out in their outside life Hmm. for different reasons, whether it's family, it's work, it's societal, there's something, there's reasons why they can't. Mm -hmm. And I get that, and I understand that. And unfortunately, it's the world that we live in, but at the same time, if people don't come out and it isn't normalized at all, then it will always be that way. And it's not gonna gonna get better. And, And then the question is, but who does that? Like, who's, mm. whose responsibility is it to do that? And, mm. and unfortunately, you know, people have to kind of decide for themselves, is it worth it for me to take the risk? You know, can I, can I do that? And on what level? Because maybe you don't have to be like, you know, out and loud and yeah. shouting it down the streets, but maybe just, you right. know, you tell a few close friends, but then at right. some point it gets out and out and out. And so it's, it's not an easy answer to, the, to that. But at the right. same time, you know, as much as we can, we try to normalize the bisexuality because it's, yeah. it should, like you uh, should be who you are and it shouldn't matter who you're attracted to or who you sleep with or who you have as a romantic partner mm-hmm. in what you do in your daily life yeah man and, and you guys i'm sure the pride community like appreciates all the work that you guys do for that i mean you guys are loud and proud i mean again we we talked about this in the in the pregame you guys were the atoms at first mm-hmm. but now you you just said you know fuck it we are who we are here, here's our faces, here's our names, and this is what we stand for, right? Yeah. What made you do that? What made you just say, you know, let's go, like, here's us, and let your freak flag fly. You guys are the first people I heard say that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think for me, it was one of those things that um, 
before Angela, when I was struggling with my sexual identity, um, you know, I was, I was suicidal. I was, you know, looking at ways of hurting myself. Uh, and I was constantly looking for a beacon. I was constantly looking for that lighthouse. Uh, and, and I really struggled because I couldn't find it. Uh, you know, it's, it's amazing to me that even uh, 10 years ago in, in the, uh, you know, early 2010s, um, you, could Google bisexuality or bisexual men, and you might find some porn, but you didn't find any actual useful resources. Um, so what I think for us, it was just, it was so important to let men know that like, you're not alone kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, and there is something about saying um, that this is real and this is authentic and you can be yourself, but still hiding behind a name or, mm -hmm. or behind a pseudonym. Um, mm -hmm. And we were like, look, what do we, we, we did that very serious conversation over a couple of weeks. What do we have to lose? Mm -hmm. right. uh, are we okay with losing that if it comes to it? Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. And, and ultimately it was like, is there a risk? Absolutely. Is mm -hmm. the risk worth it? Um, you know, and yeah, I don't want to sound like we're being completely altruistic, but it's like it was just like the good of the many outweighs the good of the few, especially when the good of the few had very little risk involved. Exactly. We don't yeah. have to lose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it goes right back to what Angela was saying. You know, um, people hide behind it, and, but but it takes you know people like you guys, uh, the first people to just step out there and say, "Here we are." You know, here we are you know, uh, and to be out there at your job, to be out there in the world and um, for it to be normalized, someone has to do it, yep. you know, um, and we've built in a small, small way. I know it's not as, as, ma as major as what you guys are going through on a day to day uh, because, you know, we still have the heteronormative uh, shield to, to fall back on per se. Right. Uh, but as far as like being lifestyles or being swingers, you know, we still, we're literally sitting here with fucking masks on our faces because. <laughs> yeah, but you look sexy as hell. You did. Yeah. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, but I don't think ours you know, is more so it's about definitely people. Hmm. It's, it's more okay. so about our kids. You know, we still have. Yeah. But uh, again, taking back to what Angela said, some people may. Uh, not come out because of their situation with yeah. their family or yeah. with their children or with their job. Right. It's kind of the, it's kind it's, of it's the, the same. It's the same for us. It's, right. it's, it's only because of our kids. Like I don't care about everybody else and what they have to say, mm -hmm. things like that. But you know, we still have smaller kids. Um, yeah. So mm -hmm. in in that regard, I just like we can do the podcast, but mm -hmm. like, <laughs> you know, to a certain extent. But I still think that that helps because even even that being said, like, you know, you're still coming out a little bit. You're still talking about your experiences and you're still talking about the swinging community and right. every bit that these things are seen and heard and just out in the world a little bit, it mm -hmm. helps that bit more. So it doesn't have to be like fully, you know, pushed out the door, but just, yeah. just take that tiny Open little, the windows. yeah. That That's tiny right. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, and on top of that, I, I you know, not, not knowing this much about you, but mm -hmm. making an assumption, Sure. Like raising your children to be yeah. accepting of, of people and other people's mm -hmm. lifestyle. Like that's where it starts yeah. as is, right. you know, families raising their children. Again, if you're a bisexual family um, or a swinger family, mm -hmm. it's not yeah. about letting everybody know that you're bisexual or letting that's everybody right. know that you're swinging. Right. It, it's oh. about teaching your children that people, there are people out there that have a lifestyle that's different than others. And yes. mm -hmm. everything is valid. Like yeah. that's, that's right. okay. It yep. really is. 
or they don't affect you, they don't affect you. Yeah. Um, right. yeah. yeah. Uh, one of our sweet talkers actually chimed in. Hi, Duchess. Uh, thank you for joining. Um, she said, that's right. Uh, providing a sexual safe place. And we think that that's very yeah, important. Very that is important. important. We really agree with that. Um, you know, it and, it, and just not pushing the, um, what I call it, the theory of that a relationship has to be one way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're really trying to teach our kids to be open-minded when it comes to your relationship and not just look at it in one way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. let children know as well that if they feel differently and if they feel like they want something different out of life than what society tells them, that that's okay. That, that they that's, can, okay. that's okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and also that you can talk to your parents and mm-hmm. we, you know, that's not going to change our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, growing up in the South, the number of friends that I have now that were gay in elementary school and, and middle school and high school, but still haven't come out to their families because they'll be disowned. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I still struggle with that. Why would you mm-hmm. disown your child? Um, yeah. it, it, I, it, there's a problem there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Deep-seated problem. Yeah. Deep-seated problem. And then and even with our marriage, we've, we have some friends that know, like they know that we're, you know, in lifestyle things. And I know they don't ask no questions because I feel like this. You wouldn't ask me if you didn't know anything about us being a swinger, you wouldn't ask what we do and, you know, who are we doing it with? So <laughs> why would you start asking now? And do yeah. you really want to know the do answer you really to know. that part? If you don't, you probably shouldn't ask no questions. <laughs> but um, so we do have friends that know mm-hmm. that this is what we do and things like that. And it's been positive. Mm-hmm. But there are friends that we know that they just won't get it. So we don't say, we don't like, tell. we mm-hmm. don't tell them anything. Yeah. 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 And it's, you know, it's completely understandable. I don't blame you at all. Um, it, it's, what's funny is I, I, I know like our life, um, my, so there, there's this joke We're we're looking at uh, doing some work in Western Australia uh, in the coming weeks. And part of that is going to be quarantining ourselves in a hotel for 14 days, mm-hmm. meaning that oh. you only be in the hotel room or at the customer site yeah. doing work. Like wow. no, no bars, nothing. And boss, on a conference call, there was a joke about um, somebody said something like sex. Um, you know, it'd be like, <laughs> one of the guys, one of the married guys was like, well, just be normal for me. No sex for 14 days. Uh-oh. And boss goes, is Bradford going to survive? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a reputation you have, buddy. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, oh, I'm the office slut. <laughs> that, that sounds like a mug. You yeah. should get that. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> That's awesome. So I got to ask this. Um, I guess we kind of switched gears just a little bit, but still same vein. Um, so Bradford, right? I've heard in the... In, a few of your podcasts, you go through like moods, right? Uh, sometimes there's like a, a, a mood you're in like a phase of like being with women or a phase of being with men. Where are you now, my friend? Where, are, what are you feeling? <laughs> what's your, what's your, uh, what's your pleasure? Now I'm feeling off flush. Um, <laughs> no, don't get so, shot now, buddy. <laughs> so I'll let you know. Uh, last night uh, we had two of our boyfriends over. So um, there was four of us in the bed, um, and the, the male to female ratio was three to one. Um, lucky girl. Ever a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was, it was, you know, it's funny cause we hadn't played with guys for a while. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 
and it was it was all there was a lot of there was a lot of there was a lot oh i feel like if we go back and you know what, what we're how you're feeling how you're feeling, how you I'm feeling? reeling over those Still feelings trying to put yeah. it <laughs> um and you know and admittedly so um the the viewers at home and listeners at home uh, can't see him, but the gentleman is literally right over here. And I'm pretty sure after we <laughs> he <laughs> waved. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, after we finish up here, um, I'm probably just going to pounce on him. Uh, there you go. <laughs> so I think like it, it, it is something that it, it's it's always fascinates me and myself in that uh, it's a very fluid. My sexuality is very fluid. There mm -hmm. are times that I'm all I think about is men, mm -hmm. and then all I think about is women. Um, but I, I, I've always tried to like for, for people who are uh, heterosexual, like you think about it, like if you're a guy, sometimes all you want to do is play with a woman's breasts. That's all you, you know, like, you're like, that's where mm -hmm. you're focused. And right. maybe sometimes it's like, it's kissing. Like that's what you're really focused on. That's what you need. And sometimes it's, it's, you know, oral sex. And sometimes it's, it's, you know, you just want to eat her ass. Like, mm -hmm. so there's all these things that you really kind of laser focused on. I'm that way, but with all genders. So, you know, I kind of ah, okay. want is mm -hmm. this. And sometimes what I want is this. That's um, very cool. It yeah. does sort of change with, with the, you know. <laughs> um, is it the same for you, Angela? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very much. Um, I will say that we don't have any permanent female partners. So that makes it a little different uh, mm -hmm. in that we, there's not, I would say, regular times that I know that I'm going to be able to play with another another woman. And so when those times, when those opportunities present, present themselves, I tend to pounce on them. Um, yeah. Definitely yeah, takes it. There are times though that I do seek that out more. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, I need to get touch with this person or, or let's, let's set up a date with these people or you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so there are times that it is very much like, this is what I want right now. And, and uh, at our secret spot at the Swingers Club, they've had nights that are women only. And so that's fun because that's very much like this kind of feeds me for a little while. Yes. Um, yes. What was the name of those parties? I couldn't remember. I tried to get it down from my notes, but you guys have so many episodes, I couldn't find it. But it was like all like female gendered, but yes. you had to change the name because people were getting offended. I can't remember. Yes. I'm trying to remember what it even. V? So Club V is yes. where we ended up. Is where we ended up. But I forget what it started as now, but Club B is where we ended up. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, man. And and yeah. please describe that again. That was like all, uh, I can't do it. Well, I, it's, I won't do it in justice. It's, it's any, anybody who identifies as female. And so, okay. uh, and so it was, there would be women from the swingers community who were interested in, in playing with other women who may or may not identify as bisexual. They might just be a little curious. Mm -hmm. uh, we would have women from different, parts of the lesbian community that they would come and some would have partners, some wouldn't. Uh, there were people that would come up that were single, which I think takes a lot of guts to come to a party of like that to, in, you know, singly and, and without having a partner. Mm -hmm. um, we had some transgender women that would come. So it was just kind of a bit of everybody, different cultures, different groups coming into that space to play. And it was fun and it was exciting because you did, you could explore and you could just, you know, whatever level of play you wanted, it, it was there. And That's awesome. I, but it was, it was for, you know, female identifying people only simply because when males are there, the play changes, the dynamic changes. And, and so we wanted to have just like, let's just make this, you know, women only kind of thing. That's so know? cool. Um, 
do you think you guys are going to have that once the world open back up? I think it'll get there. Yeah. I think it'll get, it's, it's taking time of course for things to start rolling and start going again. Um, but I think it'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunately, it's it's slow. It's gone over well the times that it's been done. Yeah. But we're still kind of, you know, unraveling down here. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's because, um, like I said, talk about pendulum party. Our mm-hmm. next pendulum party is the last Friday of August. Okay. Um, our previous one was the first Friday in March, so we've wow. gone for you know a very long time, and we we were doing them every other month or okay, yeah. monthly um, <laughs> like that. Bye. Yeah. Well played. <laughs> so, but at this point, we're bi-yearly, so it's like we're bi-annually. Bi-annually. <laughs> Yeah, and we talked about this like offline, but how has the um, COVID changed your play style? I mean, just how you how you play right now mm-hmm. from before we, just we had COVID. Doggy now, you know that way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, right? It's safe. It's uh, on, it's it's yeah. safe. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing turns me on like a glory hole in a mask. So <laughs> 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 um, it's you know we we haven't met a lot of new people. I, that's probably the biggest difference. Like we, we have uh, partners that we've seen before um, or some of our, you know, cause we're also, we're also poly. So some of our uh, permanent, more permanent partners um, is who we're playing with rather than mm-hmm. new people. And uh, you know, it's funny cause we've been to the club a couple of times in the past month and seeing new people is still kind of like, Hmm. right but even online we you know we're talking to someone online and a new person and it was like oh let's meet up for a coffee or a drink or something sometime Mm -hmm. but then kind of depending on where the COVID situation is the moment it's like we're not exactly comfortable with that so we've kind of taken a step back from meeting new people and we we are basically only really playing with with established partners people that we knew before yes right now it makes sense which is really a shame because gay saunas are so much fun. Grinders are amazing. Like, and now I look at you know, it's really, I think this is going to change the hookup culture quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree I with that. The one that looks at it and goes, eh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, so. Like, yeah. is it worth it and take the risk? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. I, we talked a lot about like just your bisexuality. That's just such a surface level of everything that you two offer or into. Um, please just tell us a little bit about what you guys are into. I mean, I've heard you mention like BDSM, Bradford. I've heard you mention uh, uh, Fox persona. I, I'm yep. not, I know I might not be you know doing that justice, but please just give us a little bit of, I mean, of what you guys are into. And, and you just mentioned Polly. I didn't even realize yeah. that. Yeah, so the the gentleman has been uh, with us for three years, three years now. Um, And Leo, we were talking about this week, you know, our his and I first date was two and a half years ago. Wow. Mm -hmm. I know, right? Can you believe it? So it's like, (laughs) these are are people that are permanent fixtures now. Um, You know, and again, that was something that's a whole nother podcast, to be honest, because Mm -hmm. it was something that we didn't intend on. It Mm -hmm. just sort of happened. Yeah. Mm we hardly, we hardly even like the gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> he just uh, likes sticking him with things. 
<laughs> Angela just likes shoving things up his pee hole. Um, <laughs> like literally, guys, everyone who's listening, please check out the podcast, their podcast on sounding. Whoa. Please continue. <laughs> Gentlemen, I gotta say kudos, man. Um, you are a hero. Like that is incredible work you did there, sir. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, as far as what we're into, so we do, we are into a number of different kinds of kink things, typically more BDSM, uh, dom-sub relationship stuff, and then also uh, electroplay is something that we've gotten into within the oh, past year or two. That's so uh, sexy. I love it. So much fun. Uh, you and like being shocked or being the shocker? Yes, shocker. She's dom in everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shocking. <laughs> and she's like so small, but she's like so fierce. Wow, love yeah. it. I'll still hurt you, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, yes. Oh, perfect. Please, yeah, so sorry, we, go ahead. We do like uh, impact play, electro play, so different things like that. Uh, Shibari is something we've sort of started to mm -hmm. explore a little bit, but it just requires so much time that we haven't had yes. time to do it. Yes. Uh, so that's not really high on our list as far as kink things go. Um, yeah, I would say BDSM, it, that tends to be kind of the, the realm that we stick to there. And mm -hmm. then Jeffrey does do the fox play. Um, so that's, that's kind awesome. of his persona. It's kind of therapy. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, one of those things that um, I, and it's funny because I know that people don't understand it. You know, and it's like that would probably be after you know people hear oh swinger, poly, bisexual. <laughs> Wait, you like to pretend you're a fox? And like, that's something that you probably sit on. Um, but for me, it's it's very it's very therapeutic. And mm -hmm. if you've ever been in any kind of kink situation. They call it uh, subspace. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but uh, the best way I can give you an example of is if you've ever listened to a metronome and you know you have pop, pop, pop. Mm -hmm. At some point, your brain starts to, you're expecting that next pop of mm -hmm. the metronome. And it, you sort of get this really relaxed euphoria because you know exactly what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. that's, that's sort of subspace. Is wow. this sort of outside of your body kind of relaxation it's just it's easy that's um, awesome mm -hmm. it's like being high without any of the problems that could pop that could happen to your body <laughs> um you know and so for me it's the moment i get a collar put on mm -hmm. i it's it's like a flipping a switch and i go into subspace and it's mm -hmm. it's this wonderful relaxation thing um and i just like the whole fox thing because Boxes are fucking cool. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. They are. <laughs> but, uh, That's really yeah. cool. That's it's, really cool, guys. Um, yeah. And so, then we, so we also have like um, something that uh, it, on, I mean, just to spruik us a bit, on our YouTube channel, there's a video of our bed. Yeah. So we have a custom made kink bed. Um, oh, nice. Your bed is epic. Yeah, it's it, it's got a little garage door opener kind of thing that causes um, these poles to come out to hang sex swings. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's got 134 different tie down points. Um, Crazy. It's solid steel and weighs, I don't know, half a ton. <laughs> that <laughs> is That is crazy. cool. Like, whose idea was that? Yeah. Yep. No. <laughs> so we did something similar at a sexo convention 
several years ago, we saw one that was made out of wood. And we were like, oh, that's good. That's interesting, you know, kind of thing. But then we never really followed up on it. And then we were at a different Sexpo convention several years later, and we saw something very similar, but it was made out of steel. And it was like, yes, that's what we want. Very industrial. But then we wanted modifications to it. So we started talking to the guy who made it and was like, you know, I want this, but I want this, and da, da, da. And he was like, yep. He's like, we can customize it however you want. And worked with us to make it exactly what we wanted. Exactly what we wanted. I mean, so literally, it's a forever bed. It's a canopy bed um, that you can be fully suspended from uh, the canopy. Mm -hmm. Um, like wow. literally, the top of our bed is basically monkey bars. Oh <laughs> my goodness! You so, was holding out. I haven't seen those. Oh, <laughs> man, man, so uh, that's right. So make sure y'all email us at the sweet life podcast at gmail dot com. We want to get the link to that. <laughs> we, uh-huh. That's something we definitely have to check out. That's mm-hmm. awesome. It's um, it's pretty that's rocking. Yeah. yeah, it's heavy. <laughs> it's heavy. Oh man, some guys, um, you know, we, we did a lot of like um, inspecting of, of like, really, this has been very, very educational for, for us. Uh-huh. Um, and we really appreciate you guys taking a lot of time to talk to us about um, the bisexual community and uh, the, the, the strife that you kind of, uh, some people endure going into the lifestyle. So we want to know, what can we do to help? How can we make things better? What can we do? How can we be allies? Well, I'll, I'll start on this I one because I, I, this is a soapbox that I constantly find myself on because, you know, it's great <laughs> to have people. Number one, just by asking that question, you're helping. Um, right. You know, I, I think the two major things that affect the bi community, whether no matter your gender, um, is bi erasure and um, um, my brain just shut down and by invisibility. <laughs> um, so, you know, one is not seeing people at all and the other is taking their their sexuality and then changing it so for instance um you know i can tell you experiences that angela and i've had going to um, in sydney we have something called fair day and it's a big it's before our mardi gras which is our gay pride uh parade um and we were walking into fair day you know we're a we're a heterosexual presenting couple mm-hmm. um and you know people are like you know i don't know why all the straight people are here looking at us oh. it's like you know you're like you know remember that that right there is an erasure. Mm-hmm. So with assuming that you see a, a male and female bodied people in front of you and assuming that they're heterosexual. Right. Um, don't don't, make, assumptions, don't make those say. assumptions. Don't write people's stories for them. Let, let them tell you their story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things like that. Things like, um, you know, in, instead of saying, you know, gay marriage, just call it marriage. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. So there's, right. there's things that you can say. Um, and, and words have a lot of power to them. And I think that we often forget how much power words have. And I think part of that is because of our social media pres- uh, presences. You know, mm-hmm. we see a lot of stuff thrown around. Um, and if you dig deep into some of these things, like the, the marriage versus mm-hmm. gay yeah. marriage, right. um, you know, if somebody says they're bisexual, you don't go, well, you've never slept with a, a uh, a man or, you know, yeah, but you're married to a woman, you know, mm-hmm. that yeah. bisexuality, sexuality is about intent. It's not about action. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be a bisexual human and have only, and have had never had sex period. Um, right. you know, because that's, you know, you're, you're assigning a label to yourself. Um, so I guess there, I, I'm rambling on and on. I know, uh, no, that's it's okay. I'm excited about, uh, that's but okay. I, Ultimately, accept what people say, 
Um, ask more questions. Um, don't tell people. Uh, I, I think a lot of us want to give advice when nobody is asking for advice. Uh -huh. um, but you foolishly asked for advice. Um, <laughs> uh, and just, you know, su support people. Listen. Um, I think, you know, my, my grandmother used to say we were born with two ears and one mouth for a reason so that we listen twice as often as we speak. Uh -huh. um, which I know I, I clearly don't follow that, but. Uh, <laughs> and I think like, no. like, Record, it is important to remember that words have power and so think about the words that you use when you're talking to people and just even in general conversation and and i catch myself i call myself out you call me out sometimes yeah. you know it's it's easy because we've just been conditioned to think a certain way and to and just certain terms certain words certain phrases are just part of vernacular and so it's being conscious of those and trying to change them as you can and you're not going to get it perfect every time none of us do mm -hmm. right. but at least try to be aware and even afterwards be like oh i should have said this instead of that or something mm -hmm. and so just yeah. knowing and being able to catch yourself mm -hmm. makes it better for the next time and then can make it a make make the world a little better and more accepting and open and it, you know, there's a lot of those myths out there that you know bisexuals are more likely to have STIs. Uh, bisexuals are just greedy. Um, you know, bisexuals can't have um, monogamous relationships, and you know, none of that is founded on any actual fact. Um, it's just it's easy to believe because people don't really think about it. Um, you know, realistically you know, people who have more sex are more likely to have an STI. Bingo. Uh, it doesn't matter who they're having sex with. Right. Uh, you know, or, or talk about greedy. Like I've, we've met some straight people who, uh, who have lots of, of sex. <laughs> uh, they greedy. Um, <laughs> they got bodies. Okay. <laughs> like, honestly, I'm just jealous. <laughs> so, you know, you just have to, Think before you speak. Right. That makes right. sense. Right. Yeah. Well, guys, I can't think of a better way to wrap this up. It has been an honor, a pleasure. Um, again, we consider ourselves a little bit more enlightened at this point. Uh -huh. um, this has been fun. I yes. really appreciate you guys taking the I, I, time. I appreciate you guys coming on. I mean, it was literally, we did a, a show with uh, Black and Kinky, and it was a little blurb that came up about bisexual men. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> perfect people to talk about yeah. this that would be able to enlighten not only us mm -hmm. but sweet talkers as well because i couldn't even comment on it yeah and during the show because it's like i've never interacted with anyone in the lifestyle mm -hmm. yet that has been bisexual because so i can't speak to something that yeah. i don't know about but i'll get back to you guys because I know they can. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. We just, we couldn't do the topic uh, much justice. So thank you very much for helping us get through it. Uh, hopefully you guys hang on for just a second. Um, you bet. While we, yeah. Oh, they need to share their social handles. Oh, yes, please. Tell oh, yeah. them how, how they can reach you guys. Please, go for it. Uh, so you can email us. We are theatomsoflove at gmail.com. That's A-T-O-M-S of love at gmail.com uh on all of instagram twitter and facebook we are at by the by podcast um so yeah you can find us there uh we love getting messages um it's 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 a lot of fun <laughs> and we like posting sexy things on instagram although instagram often bans us <laughs> <laughs> yeah man check out their podcast i mean do yourselves a favor they have so much content um so much good stuff um you you will 
feel educated, again, turned on. You're going to laugh. You might even cry. I don't know. It's just a lot going on, man. It's a lot. You of laugh. You cry. Yeah. It's, again, gentlemen, I cried for you, brother. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, whenever the gentleman's on, it's always a fun one. Uh, between waxing, this year has been great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on uh, this episode of Living a Sweet Life. We will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, sweet talkers. Once again, don't forget to check out altplayground.net for all of your lifestyle needs. If you're looking for like-minded people, events, parties, or just a ton of resources, check out altplayground.net. See you there. Again, we'd like to thank you for living a sweet life with us. To everyone who couldn't join us live in the suite, Check out our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Feel free to email us at livingthesweetlifepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at thesweetlifepodcast and on Twitter at sweetlifepod. Don't forget to subscribe to us on our YouTube channel at Living the Sweet Life Podcast so that you can be a sweet talker the next time. So do you have anything else to say to our lovely guests? Until next time, keep living a sweet life. Bye.